Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. Hey guys, it's Terry Turner uh, back with another episode of the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. And today's um, episode topic is a little bizarre, or at least the the title is. The title might be a little bizarre because I believe uh, by the time I'm publishing, it should be something like um, how to eat the frogs in your life or how to eat frogs. So something to that effect. And you might be like, oh, that's a little bizarre. It's weird. Um, but the context behind that is that I uh, had the inspiration for that title from a book uh, called Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. And the subtitle um, is 21 Great Ways to Stop Procrastinating and Get More Done in Less Time. So uh, first off, that's a really creative title from Brian Tracy. So kudos to him, Eat That Frog. Uh, because in fact, in full transparency here, I haven't even actually read the book myself. Um, I've briefly skimmed through it. Uh, it's, a, it's actually a really short book, probably about 100 let me check here. Yeah, it's about 100 pages. Um, and flipping through it, I noticed it's actually really well written and formatted and seems like a cool read. So I might have to actually pick that up and finish the book um, now that I've you know, reminded myself with this podcast episode. But the, the anyways, back to the title of it. Um, I always just love that title, Eat That Frog, because every time I've used it to describe what I'm doing for the day, uh, my friends always been like, you're doing what now? You're eating a frog? And I'm like, yeah. And then I kind of explain it to them and they're like, oh, yeah, that's funny. That's bizarre. Um, but basically what eat that frog means is tackling in some sense or how to accomplish, finish, get done the hardest task of your day or just the hardest task, piece of work, schoolwork, homework, whatever it is facing you um, in your life and how to get it done, how to accomplish it, how to eat the elephant one bite at, one bite at a time, so to speak. Um, and it's, and then that title has always stuck with me. Um, so I'm looking forward to actually reading the book sometime. Maybe I'll do a follow-up episode and, uh, kind of share what Brian Tracy wrote in his book. Uh, the context for why I wanted to record this episode is that this past week, uh, it's a Monday as of this recording. So starting exactly one week ago on last Monday, um, was the beginning of one of the hardest weeks of my semester. And the reason was was that I had three school projects, um, one for each one, uh, each one was in a different class, but three school projects that were all fairly large, um, at least in comparison to the other homework I had been doing throughout the semester. And all three were due more or less on the same day, on Friday. Uh, two were due earlier in the day, one was due uh, that Friday at midnight. Um, and it was going to, and I knew going into that week, it was going to be one of the hardest weeks of my semester by far, because first off, there was those three giant projects to work on, but secondly, um, due to issues with how my semester had been going so far, um, I'll explain a little bit more here in a second. I just knew that in order for me to successfully complete all three projects on time, I was going to have to spend a lot of time uh, in the library, basically utilizing every single study habit I could think of um, in order to accomplish all this. But it also meant I would have to press temporarily press pause on all my business stuff, on all my investing things, on all my relaxing things like playing, you know, video games with friends in the evenings, all those things. And I would basically just have to try to basically study as hard as I could 
for a week straight to get all of these things done. So I'm not recommending like that was, I'm not saying that's like how my life is permanently now by any means, but I'm just saying it was one of those weeks where in order to get things in order to reach the goal, which was three completed projects all due on Friday, I had to make a lot of changes. None of them, um, none of which I liked really, because what it meant was focusing purely on school for a week straight and um, setting all aside, setting aside all the fun, fun things I like to do, you know, working my businesses, um, working on cryptocurrency stuff, investing in uh, playing games with friends, all those things. So some were productive, some weren't, but more or less what that meant was that for a week I had to study on just school. And right now, at least for the classes I have, school is kind of like that giant frog in my life. Um, none of the subjects I'm on right now are particularly fascinating. I've recorded you know, half a dozen different episodes explaining it all in detail uh, before. So I'm sure you've heard plenty about the context and the backstory about why I'm struggling with school at the moment. So I won't go into detail there, but um, there you go. That's basically the context for what this episode is about. And what I just wanted to share with you was basically the few little tricks and tips and steps I utilized to eat the giant frog or for, uh, to be more specific, it was three um, ugly frogs that were on my plate uh, last week. And I had to get them all eaten and done and finished by uh, that Friday. And thankfully I did it. So I'm coming out on the other side here. It's like, woo, it's a success. I actually haven't received any of my grades for any of those projects, but I feel all right turning them in. So I'm feeling pretty happy about it. Um, but in a sense, this is kind of just me speaking to the old Terry of two weeks ago, because two weeks ago I was dreading that week um, that was coming with like every fiber in my being. And even as the week was going through, it was, it was very refreshing. It was hard putting aside all the things I wanted to do. And it was hard focusing on accomplishing and finishing the, none of the work that I wanted to do. It was all just really tedious, annoying things in some sense. So hopefully you can find some value out of um, what I'm going to share here. But let's just jump right into some of the tips. So as I've already explained, it was all work, none of that, none of which I really want to do, uh, but it was all necessary for me to do. Like I had no option. Like it was do it or fail some classes, you know? <laughs> so I had to do it. And I had to get creative real fast on how I was going to motivate myself to get these things done. And one of the biggest things I leveraged was changing my environment. And you've probably heard this before. Um, and I've heard it a million times before in a million different podcasts and articles and books about how to beat procrastination. And in fact, if I had to wager a guess, I would imagine that it's one of the tips in Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy, that book. Um, but basically what changing your environment means is just changing where you're physically working or changing what's in your, your workspace um, and, and creating it to be more productive. Here's an example. Throughout the majority, throughout the first half of this semester, I had been trying to do work in two places, my dorm room and at home. Uh, I had done a little in the library, but it was mostly just me gravitating towards my dorm room or at home. And the reason for those was probably just, it was convenience because I was there. I was in those two places the most. And it was also just comfortable because, you know, I was alone. I didn't have to worry about, you know, being in public. I could just like kick my shoes off and relax. And I didn't have to, you know, dress up and all that stuff. I don't have to dress up for regular classes, but you, you get what I mean. It's just more relaxing. You just kind of chill in your own space where there's not a bunch of people bustling and hustling around you. Um, 
So I was trying to do for the first half of this semester, I was trying to do most of my work in, the, in my dorm room and at home because my family lives in town where I go to college. And it wasn't working out very well because there were so many distractions. And all honesty, it's probably because I was relaxed that I wasn't getting very much work done. Um, and there's a million other reasons, but it wasn't working. And so I realized going into the second half of my semester after midterms and after spring break that changing my environment was going to be critical. Um, because one of the only places I could stay productive fairly well, like it still wasn't perfect, but fairly well, was the library. Uh, thankfully, my school has a really cool library, um, really good infrastructure. And in, I don't know when it was built, but it's it's all in all just nice, uh, a nice place to work. And so I had to make a deal with myself that the library was the only place I was going to get work done. And in fact, I think throughout the week, um, there was one or two nights when I tried to finish some work in my dorm and it didn't get done. And so that kind of like validated my, my reason for changing my environment was that even after my week or even as my week is going, going on and it was fairly productive, it was a lot more productive than it, I had been previously. When I tried to relapse into old things like, oh, I'll try, you know, just finishing this paper back in my dorm. It never happened. I would always get distracted. I'd always do something else. I would always just, um, you know, go to bed or I would just put it off. I was like, I would all magically just lose the energy. So my big tip here is that if you're struggling with getting work done, um, ask yourself where you're doing it. Are you trying to write your papers or study for your exams or eat, even eat some other non-school related frog in a place that's like relaxing or just, I don't know, too chill? Um, that isn't ideal for work because that would that's a huge factor. That's probably like 90% of the reason I struggle to get work done. If I'm not in a place where I can just be productive, then it's going to be incredibly hard to get anything done. And I'm wondering if part of the reason for this is because when I'm in the library, I'm first off, I don't have my computer, so I'm not playing games. Um, I'm not at home, so I'm not just like chit-chatting with family and hanging out and relaxing. Um, and when I'm in the library, I also don't like to just endlessly scroll on YouTube and Twitter and social media. Uh, because obviously there's other students kind of around me studying. It's like this collective workplace. Um, it just, it's more productive because when I'm in that space, my, my brain is basically subconsciously telling me we're here to work. So why are we on our phone? Why are we scrolling YouTube? Why are we doing these other things? If we're here to work, let's work. And that's half the battle right there. So I know two weeks ago, myself would have been um, two week old me in the past. I don't know how you say that would have been like, ah, oh, I already know that. I know I need to go work in the library. But even though I knew it, I needed to actually do it. That's critical right there. So don't brush it. Don't brush this tip aside just because you've heard it a million times. Actually try to utilize it and put it in practice. Um, and by the way, one thing I'll say, one last thing I'll say on this is that it might feel like you don't have anywhere productive to work, but get creative. Like it can be, um, if you're in middle school or high school and you don't really have like a library next to you, uh, it can be just like working outside. It can be working in a different area of your house. It could be studying under the tree in your backyard. It could be, you know, if you really need to, like, if you're really, really desperate, it could even just go sitting in, in the car in your driveway in a space that's completely separate from the noise and the distractions and just working. Like, it doesn't matter where it is necessarily. Um, you just need to get creative and find the place. Um, it's a big wide world out there. So uh, there, there's surely somewhere you can do work better than where you might be currently doing it. One last thing I'll say, by the way, is I heard an interesting take on this changing your environment tip from a YouTuber. I don't remember what the video was, 
but he essentially said that one one trick he utilized for himself was that he treated his workplace as like a sacred site in some sense and that if he ever did something unproductive in his sacred workplace then that was now like um it was i'm trying to find the word for it but it was it was essentially ruined like that place was no longer um a sacred workplace like once he did something unproductive there like playing a video game or scrolling on social media um that place was ruined like he couldn't go back to the work that was the rule he made for himself and he had to find somewhere new so for example if he was trying to work um in a separate room in his house and he made that his like dedicated workplace and if he started being unproductive in that place if he started scrolling on social media he was like ah well shoot i just ruined this room it's no longer like a sacred workplace i have to go find somewhere else so then maybe he would try the library and some particular place in, in his local library to work. And basically what that does is just a funny little trick you can use for yourself. He, he's he worded it a lot better than I did, um, but it's a funny little trick you can use for yourself to motivate yourself not to participate in unproductive activities in your workplace. Because once you do, you have, you know, you've made a rule with yourself that if you do those things, that place is ruined. You've got to find somewhere new. And then you're just like, ah, I don't want to go through the hassle of finding a new place to work. Um, I'm just not going to participate in unproductive things in this workplace. So that's one huge, this is like 90% of what I did last week, by the way. And that's why I'm spending so much time talking on it. It's just change your environment, change where you're working. And that's, that's critical. That's huge. Don't try to be productive in your room. Just don't. I've tried all semester and it hasn't worked. So don't do it. <laughs> I know, <clears throat> excuse me. I know you're still going to want to, and you probably still will, but just saying, if you're having issues with getting work done, don't recommend it. Moving on. Um, a second little tip I used was finding creative ways to reward myself and to strategically boost my energy throughout the day. This is really simple. Um, I won't say much on it, but the tip I use or the, the way I used it this last week was that when I was in the library, um, I would allow myself to buy little treats to kind of keep my energy up throughout the day and use them as rewards. So currently my campus is undergoing some renovations. So they moved to the student cafeteria, no, the student cafe. That's right, the student cafe to the library. So right now the library has like this little mini built-in um, coffee shop, which is really convenient. Um, and it was awesome to use it for like little breaks here and there. So as I was studying, uh, probably after about two or three hours of trying to work, my energy would start to kind of drain. I would start to get sleepy. Sometimes I just like want to like take a nap right then and there. Um, the other nice thing about working in a public space like the library is that you're, you can't really take a nap. Like you can't just like sprawl out on the floor <laughs> or in, in the couch or something and just take a nap for four hours. Um, it's not very appropriate. I mean, you could snooze sitting up, but that's extremely uncomfortable. Um, the gist of it is, that's another reason why working in a different environment, particularly a public one, can be quite productive and motivating. But occasionally, as my energy would hit lows during the day, I would allow myself to buy and kind of splurge on like a little coffee or something caffeinated or some other treat. Like one, one day I got a, you know, a little milkshake or it's like a chocolate milkshake or something like that, mint chocolate chip. Pretty good, actually. Um, and using those little rewards as like a little reward system uh, helped kind of sustain my energy, give me something to look forward to throughout the day. Um, that's pretty self-explanatory. It could be something I've used like a little packet of Skittles before just to like munch on while I'm working on a, an exam or like studying for an exam. Um, the the, op the options are really endless. 
Um, some have used a Pomodoro technique. Um, just look at a Pomodoro, not calculator, but timer. That's right. Pomodoro timer. Some have used that to kind of pace how they're going to reward themselves. You work for like 25 minutes, then you take a five minute break. Then you work for 25 minutes, then you take a five minute break. Uh, and that's a system that can work pretty well. So moving on past that, my third thing I did to motivate myself to eat these frogs was to become extremely clear on what I had to do in order to achieve my goals. So let's take a paper for an example. Um, the paper was the last thing I did during the week. There was three different projects. I'm not going to go into detail on what they were, but one of them was a paper. And it wasn't that big on in all honesty. It was about 1,000, 1,300 words, something like that. Um, but probably one of the reasons it was the last on my, on my list was, well, for one, it was the project with the latest deadline. Um, so I had other projects that were due before it. But another reason about why I started it so late was because I actually started and completed on Friday, which probably wasn't ideal, um, was that I didn't get clear on what the goal for that project was. Like I knew I had to write a paper and I knew I had to write it on like finance and Old Testament, um, the Old Testament in the Bible. Um, and, and that made sense. I was like, I knew it's a, like, I know it's about a thousand words. I know it's a paper. I know my general subject, but I didn't get very clear on it. So that meant throughout the week, whenever I would think about it, I was always like, you know, shying away from it. I was avoiding it because it's, even though consciously I knew kind of what it was, subconsciously, I didn't know truly what it was and why I was doing it and with like exacting clarity on what each and every detail of the project meant. That's kind of where the planning comes in. And I noticed that whenever I got extremely clear on um, other projects or other tasks throughout the week, they would just get done so much quicker because my brain didn't have to expend resources in trying to figure out what under that task really meant. When I thought of the paper, I always had to estimate like, all right, how many hours is it going to take me? I don't know, three, five, eight. Um, what's it exactly entailed? Do I have to do research beforehand? Do I, how many sources do I need? Uh, what kind of citation format am I going to use? MLA, um, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not thinking, I can't remember the other ones at the moment. Um, and just like all those questions, like it's just like an endless amount of questions. And as I obviously that evening opened up the assignment description and answered all those questions, then I was able to get work done kind of quicker and it kind of snowballed and I eventually completed it. But all that to say, when I got extremely clear on every step of the process on individual projects, those projects went much quicker and I had to expend so much less energy in getting them done because I just didn't have to over, I wasn't overthinking, overthinking it the whole time. And I find a lot of times when I'm avoiding something, it's because I'm unclear on what the next step is, even though consciously I know what it is. It's just like the subconscious factor that you just can't really explain and put into words. It's hindering you from doing it. Take this podcast for an example. I'm recording a couple of podcast episodes, kind of like a batch, batch session right now. And I should have had these done like two or three days earlier. Um, and even though I had one or two opportunities within the past, like say three days to get them done, I didn't. And if I had to wager a guess, it was because I wasn't extremely clear on what needed to be done. I knew I needed to record some podcasts, but I didn't know how long they needed to be. I didn't know how many I needed to do. I didn't know how long it would take me from start to finish. I didn't know what the topics would be. And you can see all those questions that just create uncertainty 
and then would just hinder me from actually starting it. Because when the time would come around, I'd be like, oh, I have two hours right now to get something done. Podcasting is pretty important. I should probably get that done because Ian and some other people are waiting on me for it. Um, I still wouldn't, uh, even though I had that small window of time. And that because, and that was probably because just of multiple reasons, but if I had to wager a guess, a big one was because of a lack of clarity. As soon as I got clear on what this podcasting session would exactly entail, um, it required literally no effort to sit down and start recording. So clarity is also a huge, huge um, help here for eating your frogs. And obviously to summarize it by saying clarity kills procrastination. Like that's, that's a huge help. All right. Fourth tip here is leveraging help. This one's pretty self-explanatory, but if you ever have an opportunity to work with like peers in study groups or work with mentors or teachers, uh, some other experienced individuals in completing this work, personally, I found that I'm often more productive in a study group of people working on the same things I am or on similar things. A friend of mine, David, and I used to spend, he's taken a remote semester for this yeah, currently for the semester, he's, he's remote, uh, but I believe he's coming back next semester. Anyways, for, in the past year or two, we were often in the library uh, studying each night on schoolwork. And we weren't the same exact major and we weren't in the same classes, but we were basically working in the same things, school and similar assignments. And that was often a huge source of motivation. Uh, so I highly recommend if you can find a study buddy, uh, nail someone like you know, pick someone out, uh, nail down a good like schedule and just study, study regularly, study often with them. And you'll get a lot more done. At least for me, this isn't, this doesn't apply to everyone, but at least for me, in my experience, studying with someone helps a lot. Um, secondly on that is that whenever I was unclear um, on a project or something I was working on, sometimes just working with someone else to verbalize and kind of yeah verbalize things and say them out loud kind of think through your thoughts out loud in some sense and just ask questions and answer each other's questions can help speed up your the, the time you're taking in that project uh, but, but quite a bit and it can op often help you just stay more productive so for example there was a project I was working on it was a creative project or ex exhibition project for my literature and culture class here at uh, my school and there was quite a few aspects of it that were really vague to me and I was this was one of my biggest frogs for the week I was absolutely dreading it and a lot of it had to do with because I was pretty unclear on what the project exactly entailed even though I had read through the assignment sheet and worked on it before it was still unclear to me and so one of the best decisions I made that day was I went to a open archives thing. It was basically just a time in the library to meet at one place at a specific time to work on these projects. And I just re rescheduled some things for that day in order to allow me to go to that, uh, what's the best word for it? Unofficial class time, in some sense. Like the professor was there and there's a few other students. Um, it wasn't an official class time, but it was a time, basically a, a planned meeting to work on this project. And I went ahead and went to that um, and basically was able to receive help from the professor and from some other students there who were helping out kind of like in a mentorship role and just receiving real human help and being able to ask questions and just work in kind of that environment 
sped up that project a lot more. Like I actually spent three hours there working on it, still had to do about an hour on my own. And had I been trying to work on that my, myself, I probably would have spent, who knows, double that trying to finish that project. So leveraging help, um, delegating can help a lot with staying productive in eating frogs, for sure. The last tip I'll kind of throw in here is, I don't know if this is a tip or just something I did, um, but utilizing deadlines can help a lot because a lot of this would have been trickier had I tried to do it two or three weeks early. Um, but because I had a, a looming deadline within a week of, of all these projects being due, I started them on Monday more or less, and they were all due Friday. Um, because I had a looming deadline, I was motivated throughout the week to stick with all these good study habits and to eat, eat frog. Um, because if I had to wager, I guess, because I didn't want to do any of them so badly, had a deadline not been there, I doubt I still would have completed them because I would have just pushed them off and done something I would have enjoyed more. So deadlines help a lot. Um, if, if it's an artificial deadline that you just kind of created yourself and put on a piece of paper, it might not work as well as if there's someone who is holding you to that deadline or if you're going to receive a penalty or reward for doing it. Well, pe penalty for not doing it, reward for doing it. Uh, you know, For example, schoolwork. There's a deadline on most assignments. If you don't do it, you get a bad grade. You fail the class. You might have to take the class again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So deadlines help a lot. Uh, they, they get trickier when it's just in a, when it's work that you need to do yourself. There's no one really holding you to it and you just create an artificial deadline. There's a lot of tricks you can go into for making those deadlines more real and tangible, but deadlines help. And so that was for sure throughout the week a huge factor in me getting all this work done because I realized I didn't have much time. Now, key here is to not say like, oh, you know, that's exactly right. Let me just procrastinate four days in a row and try to get three giant projects done two days before the deadline. That's not smart. That is procrastination. It's going to kill your grades. It's going to kill <laughs> your success in a lot of areas of life. So, and, and firsthand, I can attest to struggling with that, but I was at least smart enough to recognize that I need to give myself enough time to do all this, but also leverage uh, a deadline. So simultaneously, it's like a paradoxical almost, you need to give yourself enough time to get this done, to get the projects done, to eat the frogs in your life. But you also need to have a little bit of enough pressure there uh, for it to really feel stimulating and motivating in some sense. So that was a bit of a Hopefully it wasn't too much of a tangent and hopefully some of that helped, but to recap, basically, here's a one minute version of what this whole podcast is about. So a week ago, I was starting one of the hardest weeks in my semester and it was basically entailed eating three big frogs, three big, ugly frogs throughout the week uh, that were more or less representative of school projects that I did not want to do, but had to, and they were all due in the same day. So I had to get really creative on the tactics I was going to use to complete them and my planning and a bunch of other things, which we just went over. One, first off, change your environment, change where you're working. By far, one of my best, biggest tips that helped me the most last week. Second, uh, reward yourself with using like little drinks or treats or small breaks, whatever it is. There's a million rewards you could use. Uh, just tack, like strategically reward yourself and maybe even use some things like caffeinated drinks. If it's 
a late night or something that you need to stay up and really grind a project out. Uh, strategically use these things to boost your energy and use them during the, the dips in energy throughout your day to keep yourself going. So I'm not necessarily suggesting that you live off caffeine every single day of your life, probably not great for you, but in, in pinches, in, in times when times are tough, it, it can be a huge help. So reward yourself, use things to boost and sustain your energy throughout the day. Also, clarity kills. This is the third tip here. Clarity kills procrastination. Get extremely clear on, I'm going to call it a frog, just representative of whatever project and task you're not wanting to work on, but have to do. Um, just make, like, list that frog out in, in extreme detail. What's every aspect of this project that needs to be done? What's the next step? The very, very next step. Is it pulling up a browser in Chrome to, to Google a certain term in order to start your research? Whatever it is, get extremely clear, like extremely clear. Don't just, by the way, don't even just say it out loud or think it in your head um, and just like, oh yeah, I think I know what it is. It's just write a, write a thousand word paper on X. Like open a document, get a piece of paper out and outline the thing. Do some preliminary research, find a few sources, uh, just get, just do those first few steps that will make everything else so much easier. It's basically just planning in some sense. Fourth, leverage help. Use study groups, use mentors, use teachers to uh, bounce questions off of and to just work in a productive environment to help keep you on task. Now, this is critical. Not every study group is going to be created equal. If you're working with a bunch of goofballs, it might not work very well. Uh, but finding the right help, the right people, this is also a huge help as well. And lastly, utilize deadlines. So set a very hard deadline for the tasks and goals you're working on. And that'll help a lot with motivating you throughout the time you're working on it. That wasn't exactly a one minute recap, but that was basically a gist of all the tips and things I used to tackle one of the hardest weeks in my semester. Um, hope it got, hope, I hope it helped you guys but I also hope, hope it helps future Terry when he comes back to listen to this podcast next semester or for finals this semester when he's got another really ugly frog to eat or uh, he's dreading. These are all the tips I'll be using to get those things done. So hope that helps. I uh, appreciate you guys' time. If you have any productivity boosting, procrastination killing tips, by the way, send them to me. I would love to try them because it's a constant struggle. Uh, procrastination is my arch enemy, uh, arch nemesis. I don't know what the right word is. You get the point. Anyways, thanks for your time. And, uh, we will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the teen financial freedom podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. If you could subscribe, leave a review and share this with someone who needs it.